to the ether today is monday may 9th 2022 today on the ether the luna launcher ama hosted by dr Doscoin of orbital command let's take a listen who am i speaking with specifically today from luna launcher yes this is ian plunk i'm the ceo of luna launcher fantastic so thanks for having me hey thanks for being here absolute pleasure to have you on and um looking forward to the next well yeah 50 minutes here to go over all of the exciting news that's happening with Lunar Launcher, give a bit of a debrief of what Lunar Launcher is for the people, um, a bit about the team, the history, what's going on behind the scenes, the roadmap, and of course, uh, the IDO, the launch of your token in the next few days. So, Ian, if you'd be uh, so kind, would you give us a bit of a, a background, a bit of a TLDR on the history of Lunar Launcher? Yeah. So, um, Lunar Launcher, obviously, we're a launch pad built onto Terra, but the idea kind of came together um, with a whole bunch of like-minded uh, people that I've worked with and interacted with in you know, the Terra space over the past few months and up to a year, um, that we all kind of agree that, uh, that a mainstream wave is bound to come <laughs> to crypto. It sounds a, little, uh, sounds a little, has a little less credence to it after a day like today when we're all down and encouraged, but... You know, we're all, you know, lunatics who are like-minded in thinking that decentralized finance is the future. We think it solves a lot of the worst problems in, you know, the Web2 and centralized finance infrastructure. And so we foresee, you know, a large wave of new users getting onto crypto in the next, you know, year, two years, in the next mid to long term. And we see a lot of that happening with uh, GameFi and, Meta- and Metaverse projects, especially. So while, you know, Luna Launcher is a launchpad on Terra and we always accept project applications from native projects that want to launch on Terra and we're looking to launch a few of those, nothing to confirm yet, uh, we are primarily focused on using our connections to find uh, vetted and proven projects that have already built uh, important and powerful products outside of the blockchain and are currently looking to migrate some of their products or services onto the blockchain. Uh, we think we, we, have, we have a really strong partnership with the Loop Ventures Incubator and we have you know, a large network of uh, investors and advisors who come through that. And, you know, we've released a few of the projects that we're doing already in this field, such as uh, OneCast Studio, um, which is a NFT and booking platform for, or it uses NFTs for booking and events industry. We're looking at, uh, or we're going to launch hybrid NFT, which is kind of, you know, it's a hybrid um, connection between NFTs um, and physical, you know, items. So they're building smart factories and using um using print-on-demand services to have NFT wearables that you can have inside and outside of the metaverse. 
Uh, we're launching Solar Bitcoin, which is an infrastructure project that uh, aims in three years to have three solar Bitcoin mining rigs that operate completely off the grid. And we have a few other projects that I can't quite get into too much detail into that are in uh, industries such as, you know, VR gaming and um, one that's a big music production uh, kind of experimental project that we're looking to bring onto Terra. So our big idea is um, to front run that wave. We, we foresee a mainstream wave coming to blockchain and, you know, to Terra. Um, of these big, these strong, you know, proven GameFi metaverse infrastructure projects. And we want to provide the easiest in infrastructure to get those projects onto Terra and also to allow uh, multi-chain investors to invest their assets from other blockchains into UST for the raises that we run for these projects. So that's that's the vision in a nutshell. Fantastic. And that vision there um, obviously is not being worked on alone. Can you tell us about the team that you've got there at Lunar Launcher? Yeah, we're um, so we have, like I said, we have, you know, we're, we have the incubation. We're lucky to be incubated by Loop Ventures. So we have all the support from their team um, to go along with our core team. Um, but as it is, you know, I'm the CEO. We have we have Daniel Lee, who's the uh, lead, um, the lead smart contract developer. We have Brampool, who is the front end developer for our website. And we have, you know, we have a huge team, a remote team built all over the world uh, from Europe to India to Australia of developers. Um, but we're also lucky enough to have the connections of, you know, that come along with working with Loop Ventures. I think one of the top resources we've always had is Maz Zaman. Uh, people who are familiar with Orbital Command Spaces might have seen him come on. You know, the dude's just an absolute gun. He's always working, always creating value, always networking. And he's been one of our greatest assets. Um, because I do think that uh, one of the greatest assets that we have, or one of the greatest opportunities that we have moving forward is the deal flow that we already have lined up with these strong project, project partnerships, uh, but also the connections that come with our advisors and our incubator and in bringing some of these projects on. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the core teams, those, the three, you know, the two main developers and me that I mentioned, um, but we're lucky enough to have support from just all kinds of people on, you know, multiple teams that span every time zone. And I feel lucky for that to be working with such a powerful team. That's part of what makes us so strong. Fantastic. Yeah. We, you know, touching on what you were talking about before with the loop, uh, the loop link there, you know, Maz and I have had some good chats in the past. I actually had him on a space maybe like two weeks ago on a loop ventures space. Um, the, yeah, the, the man's an absolute jet. And um, yeah, I'd be curious. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's crazy, crazy. Yeah. he's so good he's always he's just always firing on all, all cylinders i know how he does <laughs> yeah that's what i was about to say he's just his his mind is so quick and his in his his uh, mouth is equally as quick and so you know the amount of alpha he was dropping in that last call i don't if anyone here was on that they would know exactly what i'm talking about i know edith was um but yes as far as working with loop goes how did you come to that decision how did you what made you choose loop over you know competitors etc Personally, for me, um, you know, I got, I've been a, a part of the Loop community and, you know, user of the Loop decks for most of the project. So um, it just so happened that when this idea was kind of coming together and the team was forming, uh, we, we thought that, you know, using their connections and using some of the unique uh, products that they're building um, in the, for the near future uh, would be the most beneficial for the model we had. Like we said, Luna Launcher is looking to really bring a lot of outside um, you know, not, not only money with investors, but also outside projects onto Terra. So, uh, for example, one of the great products that comes, you know, 
right with the loop ecosystem is loop learn. I see Simon Chadwick here listening. So, you know, that guy's created I, what I think is the great, you know, the, the best first touch point for someone new who wants to come into decentralized finance and learn like, what is decentralized finance? Like, I don't even know what Bitcoin is. What does it mean to mine Bitcoin? What's proof of work versus proof of stake? So Terra's proof of stake, what does that mean? How does liquidity work? You know, you can find all those options built directly into the loop suite of products, which we find, we, we think is going to be um, incredibly powerful for the Luna Launcher vision because, uh, you know, we'll be bringing in so many people into the ecosystem that are interested in the game tech or the metaverse tech or, you know, the music infrastructure tech, but not so much in the cryptocurrency. So, um, you know, every product that we launch, every uh, token that we launch, um, the token, genes- uh, token generation event is going to occur on the loop decks. And we'll, you know, we'll have, you know, our web app uh, built into the loop decks in a way that um, that launch can happen directly with uh, the Luna Launcher app. Um, but I, we, we found, we thought that by having that, that kind of horizontal integration from all the loop products uh, would be most conducive to all the, you know, outside external raises that we're trying to bring into the ecosystem. Certainly. Yes, certainly. Do you... Well, actually, well, let's just think as we're talking about sort of the launch itself and the the token generation event. What's what's the strategy? What's the how are you going about doing this? And of course, we did say at the start of the call for those who have just joined. Originally, it was scheduled to be happening today, tomorrow, um, and because of current market circumstances, it has been pushed back. But can you share some details about uh, what that's going to look like? Yeah. So, uh, one of the, one of our First and foremost concerns is we need to have token utility immediately at TGE. We see what happens to especially launchpad tokens that don't have enough utility at TGE. And so we're primarily concerned about that. Um, so just a bit of background on the utility of the launch token. It is integral to the to the tiers in our IDOs. Obviously, IDOs have to be restricted so um, so that not a single user or not a single or a specific group of users can invest too much in the public raise for that round. Um, so we use launch to uh, break our users into tiers. And so you can stake your launch or provide liquidity with the loop decks to uh, increase your, what we call rocket fuel to raise the tiers that you have for IDO. So, um, you know, if you participate in the IDO, you can invest $150 worth of UST into the launch token. Um, we figure that will get you somewhere between the very first tier and the second tier, and we have a five-tier system. So we, we have deliberately uh, done a, a small raise, what we think is a very small raise in comparison to other launch pads on Terra. We're raising $420,000 uh, for a public round, which is only 3% of our token supply um, at 14 cents. So we, we thought you know, by doing a small raise and getting only the funds that we need for the marketing and to get you know, everything started on, in the community side of things, um, we would be able to avoid you know, that kind of negative price dump right on launch. And yeah, like you were saying, we, uh, our original plan was to launch today, May 9th, or you know, yesterday, depending where you are in the world. Um, and as soon as we saw, well, we've been hesitant about it for a while, seeing the market conditions, seeing what it's leading up to. And then for, for me, what it was is last night, you know, LFG tweeted um, about deploying 1.5 billion in Bitcoin and UST uh, in, in expectant, being expectant of market volatility. And we just saw it as a dangerous time to try to put that plan to action. You know, we, we want to have a small raise so that it sells out and so that, you know, we can have a fair opportunity for everyone who participates in it uh, to get started with our first raise as soon as TGE happens. 
But obviously, you know, when people are deploying their liquid to protect their anchor loans and when UST DPEGs, which we couldn't know it have happened that bad last night, but it did, you know, obviously no one wants to spend any UST on a you know, speculation IDO. So we made that call last night um, and we put out a whole article about it. You can read it. It's on our page. And we, our idea was, yeah, we want to protect our investors. We want to protect the people who want to invest or, you know, are planning to invest in our waitlisted and make sure they have the best opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I feel like after today, we're, we're very glad that we did that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so just to piggyback real quick, so I kind of glossed over it, but yeah, Luke do have a really uh, awesome learning center as well for anyone that isn't already aware. I think most people on this call are fairly seasoned lunatics, but if you are new to the space, uh, definitely go check out Loop. Uh, I think it's dex.loop.markets or something to that effect. You can jump on their Twitter space, uh, their Twitter page, and click the link to their uh, URL. You'll be able to find the learning center there to get things going. Now, <clears throat> as far as you know, you did touch at the very start on some of the projects. You gave you know a quick little synopsis of each little one. I'd love to hear in a little more detail. Um, you know, maybe a two to three minute spiel on each project and you know what they bring to the table, what they bring to the Terra ecosystem, what they're doing differently uh, to you know what might already be in the market uh, and why specifically you are excited to be working with those projects. Sure. Um, so yeah, let's start kind of in order that we're planning to launch. Um, immediately when launch CGE occurs and launch hits the markets, um, use the whitelist will open for our first raise, which is OneCast Studio. Uh, so OneCast Studio is, as I was saying, it's a booking and entertainment platform that utilizes NFTs. Um, so th there's kind of a twofold uh, benefit that I think this pro project really brings, which is one, um, you know, it opens up the events industry to NFTs as utility tokens for it. You know, I think that's one of the most exciting uh, use cases of a non-fungible token. Already in traditional finance, we see that uh, companies like Ticketmaster um, centralized companies act as middlemen and, you know, expect exorbitant fees in a way that takes money away from both artists and people who attend events. So by one cast implementing a NFT system for the booking, uh, industry or for the events industry, um, they hope to eliminate the middleman and make, you know, the fees much more efficient using decentralization and, you know, concepts that we've already seen work in, uh, DeFi applications, but, you know, bring that into, uh, you know, events into concerts to uh you know going to see a live play or any, anything of that sort but also it um uses nfts kind of as a way to invest in rising talent especially in the acting industry um so if someone you know is a talented actor or actress that is starting their career they're able to uh basically create their own page on this decentralized app web app um, in a way that people who are excited about their career, friends, family, fans are able to invest in them, directly in them by using NFTs um, that represent, you know, this portion, this part of their career. So that's going to, you know, a lot of the functionality of that has to develop over time. Um, but it's kind of an exciting opportunity to do something brand new with NFTs in a way that affects, you know, the acting industry. Um, yeah, so that's the one cast idea. Um, so for hybrid NFT, this one I'm really excited about because like I said, I started, um, I got really involved with Loop when I was writing articles for the platform. Um, and one of the things that I realized as these NFT marketplaces were coming out in like October last year was that as soon as someone cracks the code to find out how to monetize brand name, you know, IP, that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of money in that, right? Because 
if you can make a brand name into an NFT and then make that into some sort of collection or collectible item, uh, then you have marketing done for you already. You can have Star Wars NFTs um, and people will buy them that are Star Wars fans that don't even, you know, even if they're not cryptocurrency fans, if you can have a collectible unique item that you can only uh, buy through this platform, through this cryptocurrency platform, and especially if you can do it in a way that the end user doesn't actually know they're using cryptocurrency like Chai does in uh, Korea, then you'll bring all kinds of money in because you have Star Wars. And so hybrid NFT, uh, we really like them and we approach them because they are they have uh, decades of years of experience in their belt um, networking in the traditional uh, brands in traditional industry. So what they're bringing to the table is not only this um, crossover between metaverse and realverse wearables and print-on-demand services for NFTs, um, but also the ability for users to uh, have brand on content from brands in their portfolio, which they've they worked with brands like Hot Wheels and Power Rangers, and Star Wars and Disney. And um, so by, you know, funding their project and helping them build and helping them raise in a way that they can build the um, smart factories that they want to interact with their NFTs, um, you know, they're going to bring the brand on content directly into the, uh, the Terra NFT scene, which, you know, we want to we want to act on that as soon as possible, because like I said, if, if the mainstream wave comes and you can only get, you know, the, art, the, the Baby Yoda backpack collectible edition through the platform, then a bunch of people are going to bring their money to Terra to get that Baby Yoda backpack. Um, so, yeah, I'm super personally excited about that one. And then the third one that we have definitely in our pipeline is Solar Bitcoin. Um, we like this one because it's a bit more of a conservative play and an infrastructural play. Um, and... We, we like that as an option because, you know, also we think if the mainstream wave starts coming to Terra, we're going to have more conservative uh, investors, especially ones with lots of money that want to invest in something that will definitely bring them return, maybe not a lot of return, but, um, you know, less risk than, uh, than some of the more speculative plays. And uh, we feel like, uh, secondly, we feel like the environmental argument against Bitcoin is a very strong one, you know, at least in popular media, media especially that, you know, popular media will abuse to attack Bitcoin saying, oh, it's so energy inefficient to mine Bitcoin, it's destroying the planet, that kind of thing. Uh, we feel like it's good to have a piece in our portfolio that's a direct combat to that. So solar Bitcoin is, um, so we'll be raising their SBTC coin, which is going to be a native Terra coin. Um, but basically, SBTC will represent your share in governance of this platform that is these uh, incrementally one, two, and then three solar Bitcoin mining rigs built in different places around the world. So by uh, you know, purchasing the IDO for SBTC or by buying the token and staking it with their platform, you're essentially uh, putting your stake in the share of the mining rig or the, uh, uh, the mining pool that is represented by this organization. And at, at the start, I think they'll operate at about 75% efficiency, uh, but over three years, they'll, uh, they'll ramp it up as they build the infrastructure and plan to be 100% mining Bitcoin totally off traditional power grids. So yeah, we, we like that as kind of a, a more conservative, more uh, infrastructural option for a raise. So those are, those are the first three that I can speak on directly. Um, I can't drop any names, but I will say we are talking very closely with raising a project that works in the music production and you know DJing industry, and they have some nice connections there. So I hope I hope to make an announcement about that before TDX, which would be nice because I hope to see a lot of you who are in this chat at TDX, and I'd love to tell you more about it while we're there. <laughs> oh, what a segue! Well, before we talk about any sort of TDX stuff, I yeah. want to say that those projects all sound really, really cool. Um, 
this the last one you just spoke about, music one, obviously not much information there yet, but uh, you've definitely piqued my interest. And <laughs> that one really piques my interest too. I'm a big you know dance music kind of fan, so I hope we get them, and I hope we do great things with them. Certainly. And anyone that's <laughs> listening, if you've got any questions, I'll just start planting the seeds. If you're listening and you've got questions, feel free to um, you know put up your hand, let us know, because um, we'll start taking questions probably in the next sort of five ten minutes. In the meantime. Um, I just want to touch on a, you know, a sentence that you said to me, which, and you said it again on this call, was about like front running the metaverse wave. <laughs> now, of course, yeah. 2021 was, in my opinion, that you know there was a massive buzz around NFTs and metaverse. Those two, those two hashtags trended frequently, and so I'm curious to know what you mean about. Uh, What's it front running the metaverse way? Uh, you don't, you don't think it's actually happened yet? Uh, that's a question. And and how so typically? Yeah, I, I agree that you know NFTs and metaverse were huge dominating buzzwords of the whole narrative, especially of last year. Um, but what what I what I mean that by that, what my team is kind of targeting, and I guess more we in our messaging we say front run the mainstream wave. Um, but we you know we think. That this buzzword was thrown a lot around a lot, but we, you know, I don't know how much we'd say that the metaverse was accomplished or realized in the past year. I don't know, you know, uh, people are talking about, you know, virtual reality spaces where you can be directly connected with an avatar that interacts with blockchain, where you can have NFTs that you hold in your collection, you know, represent avatars as you run around in these uh, reality worlds. And the idea is there, but I don't, you know, we think it hasn't come to fruition yet. And while I guess the, the buzzwords have fallen a little bit out of you know, hype, um, you know, we think that that whole event hasn't really happened yet. We think that, you know, I mean, we're already seeing it on Terra with projects like Lunaverse, right? Like Lunaverse, I've been following them since they started saying anything. It looks amazing. You know, it's these aerometrics, uh, Australian uh, 3D uh, imaging technology to map out like seven square miles of San Francisco. And then you can you know, fly around with your metaverse avatar and invest in properties, which are actually NFTs that use various Terra D apps to make money. And, you know, it, it's an awesome idea, but, it, you know, it's not, it's not, it hasn't happened yet. And yeah, I got to be careful because we're talking with a really big company um, who's doing a huge, you know, virtual reality gaming and lifestyle, uh, you know, metaverse. But we haven't agreed anything with them yet either, but we, we know for a fact that so many other projects like Luniverse are building right now. And a lot of them are looking for a home on a blockchain. You know, a lot of them have the tech for the gaming and the virtual reality and the various other sides already built, but are trying to figure out, you know, where their market niche is and how they can make the most money. And um, yeah, so I think Luniverse especially was saying that they want their full product to be out around 2023. And we think that a lot of other building similar products might be looking to really hit the scene by that time. And, you know, while the hype was huge last year for metaverse NFTs, those sort of things, and the hype has died down now, we think that the event hasn't happened. And in fact, you know, that was just a local high for the hype. As soon as these products start coming out and as soon as people start interacting with them using their Oculus VR headsets and uh, running around the world as their cool dystopia defender that they just minted, uh, you know, that's when the hype's going to hit the hardest. And so when we say front running the metaverse wave or the, or the uh, mainstream wave, we mean that, you know, if you also believe in this vision, like we do at Luna Launcher, then uh, put 
to, it sounds a little crass to say it, but put your money where your mouth is and make the investment because, um, you know, those who come early always take the cake, right? Those who are willing to speculate on something that hasn't happened yet are the ones who stand to, you know, win the most from their speculation. So we're trying to bring these opportunities to get involved in these colossal projects that we think have just amazing potential. Uh, and we're trying to bring those opportunities to Terra investors. And not only Terra investors, but also as we want multi-chain functionality, we hope that um, we'll bring in money from other blockchains who can, you know, take their ETH or Sol or Matic directly to the Lunaverse website and invest in the UST for these raises so that they, you know, externally support the Terra ecosystem as well. Got it. Yeah, I had a, I had a chat last week, I think it was, with the Dystope AI guys, um, a couple of legends I are. But the conversation, we did get onto this idea of uh, metaverse, mm, like the, not just the familiarity with the word of it, but the, the duration or the, the ETA rather of, you know, when we're, when we're immersed in it properly. Because at the moment, the way I see it is the, the infrastructure is still being built out and it's not, you know, at the moment, there's a lot of hype, but I feel like it is akin to having, you know, VR headsets being made back, you know, they were around back in the late 80s, early 90s, I believe. And it's like only now in the last probably five, 10 years have they begun getting traction. And so it's like the idea uh, preceded the, the infrastructure and the, and the demand and the culture that was ready for that type of experience. And so I think the same thing is the case with the metaverse, people are starting to get the idea of this, okay, cool, it's a world beyond the world, right? It's, it's meta, it's beyond. But it's like we're still probably, I think personally, you know, five to seven years, I think probably by 2030, it's, it'll happen by then. Um, that's my own personal sort of opinion there. But um, You think we'll get that far as humanity? <laughs> like I'll tell you what, with the, way, the way the market's gone today, I don't even know if I'm going to make it out of today. <laughs> Right. It's a long but, um, what's that? Yeah, it's a, it's a long day. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a very long day. But yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. If you can start, you know, and defenders are doing this well, it's like getting, getting the assets out there, getting the awareness out there, getting the IP rights in the, in the hands of people, um, getting, getting, the, um, getting like a, a positive sentiment around it and seeing the ways in which it can be utilized. You know, for example, one of the things we're doing uh, for Teradap Expo is we are, um, and actually this is some alpha here because it hasn't been dropped before, but we're going to be live streaming it via Astro Heroes Metaverse. And so anyone that's not able to get there to Texas in the flesh, in person, will be able to watch uh, the Teradap Expo uh, via the Astro Heroes Metaverse. Yeah. So I see, see the Metaverse is already happening. You'd say it may not be, you know, you, you may not be able to feel and smell things while you're in it, but, you know, it's already happening. Yeah, it is. We want, to, we want to be there as it starts to accelerate is our plan. Cool. Correct. Everyone on this call who is paying attention, you know, are the vanguard. They're at the forefront. They're at the, <laughs> they're, they're the, 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 uh, the first frontier uh, when it comes to, to navigating this space. And so, yeah, everyone who's listening, you know, you are, you are welcome to participate as much or as little as you like, but this is happening whether you, you, know, you like it or not. We are, this is the world we're <laughs> heading towards. Whether it's good or bad, well, that's subjective and depends on your opinion of what is good or bad, but it's happening. Um, so I That's just, right. And, and another thing I want to add to that point is that, and if you don't act to support your favorite decentralized metaverse, 
then the centralized metaverses like Facebook are going to have an unfair advantage because, you know, we won't be fighting them enough. And uh, I think maybe all of us can agree that what Meta has presented for their metaverse is terrible. It looks awful. I think they even said they want to take 50% royalties from artist NFTs that are uh, transferred there. So um, that will happen if we don't create a much better decentralized metaverse. So let's build it and let's beat them out like uh, the internet beat the intranet. Yeah, I would say if anyone that's listening that thinks that Facebook's meta is uh, sub is subpar and then should not be, drop a drop a little laughy face. I'd just be curious to see the uh, the thoughts and views on it because I've had a look at it myself. Um, Facebook seems to be well. It's look, it's still a juggernaut. Whatever you got, two and a half to three billion people that use it, or something astronomical, like half the planet. Um, but I just think I think their market is. What happened? You understand the bell curve of adoption. You've got your, you know, your pioneers, your early adopters, your early majority, um, you know, your late adopters, your laggards, etc. I think what happened is everyone that was on Facebook in the mid two thousands, uh, I got on it maybe two thousand and eight. So even I was a little bit late. But now all the people jumping on Facebook, you know, they're boomers. They're the boomers, and everyone else has moved on to something different. And so I look at it and I go, well, if the metaverse is being built out, where are the main users of the metaverse? They're probably not on Facebook. Uh, they, they, they're going to be the kids on TikTok. They're going to be the kids somewhere on some <laughs> random application that I've not even heard of yet. And so I just, I'm not sure they're going to, they're going to win that race. They've got obviously a lot of leverage over everyone else because of the audience that they have. But, you know, I just, I don't know whether they're going to get it done. I did see that they've partnered with Polygon actually this, this morning. So I'll be Ooh, curious to see how that all plays out. What do you know of that? Um, not a lot. I know that Polygon has more centralized interests than Terra in general. So I guess it would make sense that they were selected over a blockchain like Terra. But yeah, I just saw the news. I don't know a ton about that. Yeah, I'm actually just having a look at a couple of things. Terra, Luna related right now. I'm not sure if anyone is looking at the charts, but Luna is looking pretty dismal right this second. So we'll see what happens as it unfolds. You know, there's this whole conversation around decentralization. I got into crypto back in 2016 because, you know, I value uh, decentralization and I just sort of started learning some things about the way of the world, the way that the, uh, the economic machine works. And I was like, well, we need to have an alternative. And so I'm in full support of that. And of course, on the path of building that does require, or it seems at least, some sort of uh, intervention initially, um, and I know that's been the plan with Terra, is to build out the the Terra ecosystem, and then of course, you know, pull back from the rain in in future, you know, with the with the kill switch and all that. Um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on you know decentralization, what's going on in Terra at the moment, what you see on the horizon. Hey, I'm sorry. I uh, I tapped out to look at Binance to check my phone, and my phone does this thing where it messes up my headphones, and I'm on speaker right now. So can I? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just said you're going to call back in 30 seconds. Your voice just chopped in and out there, so it's a bit hard to hear. Yeah. Hold on. I'll I'll chime in here, Doctor. Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, just been kind of a fly in the wall listening in on your. Good conversation and charming skills there. Fantastic, sir. Dude, fill us in. What's going on while we're waiting for Lunar Launch to reconnect? Uh, on my end, nothing. You know, just kind of uh, tapping in the conversations on our Discord. Just kind of trying to keep the vibe up a little bit. Everybody's got 
you know, two sides, either they got their sense of humor up, coming up with some memes, or, you know, they're talking about the losses. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see everything that's going on, for sure. Yeah, I think regardless of, you know, whether or not you've you survived or been crushed um, today, it's, you know, it's a, it's a real, it's a real character building moment uh, in the crypto journey. You know, I've been, as I said before, I've been in this space probably since 2016. Uh, lots of ups and downs. Today has definitely been one of the harder days. And so this is, this is where you get battle hardened. And I feel that knowing, and, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, but most people are aware that the next Bitcoin halving is, you know, around March uh, of 2024. I think, you know, it's going to be an interesting ride between now and then. But I think the people that uh, put in some effort and attention to learning this space, learning how to navigate it, looking for undervalued gems, um, they're going to—they're the ones that do well. You know, they're the ones who. The biggest mistake, the biggest mistake I, I made between 2017 or 2018 rather and 2021, even though I was already in the space, was just not to be more involved, more invested, because um, you know, as as we all saw from 2021. When it runs, when it has its when it has its moment in the sun, that moment is ever so glorious. So, I think Lunar Launcher has reconnected. I'm just going to check in here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing I want to say to that note is traditionally um, in these you know months to a year leading up to the having, we've seen a whole bunch of boring uh, trading sideways, followed by just an absolutely quick ramp up into the bull cycle. So. In that regards, we fear we might have a boring few months ahead of us, but at Luna Launcher, we also see that as an opportunity because we're, you know, we're going to be building all these projects. We're going to be raising these IDOs as we go. Um, and it's just going to be a fantastic time to be building, to be in the space, um, in the aftermath, you know, rebuilding the system. You know, obviously, we didn't lose our system, but rebuilding some of the, some of the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Some of the panache that we lost in a day like today. Panache is a great word. It's underused. <laughs> we need to bring it back. We need to get that trend here. Right. Let's bring it back for uh, the next month because we're not gonna outwardly. We're not gonna feel like we're, we have any panache. So inwardly, if we if we just pretend, then we'll realize it. We'll manifest it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you know, believe, conceive, believe, achieve. We've got, obviously, the Teradata Expo is one month from today. And Lunar Launcher, you're going to be joining us. Not only are you going to be joining us, uh, you are one of the sponsors of the event, yeah? That's right. We, we are. We're, we're putting some of our, we're putting a large portion of our marketing budget on this event. Um, you know, we, one thing that'll make our system really work is having people feel the hype. You know, the people that share our vision feel the hype. Um, you know, because obviously these, these projects, they have great ideas and they have vetted teams and they have huge potential. But, you know, we need people, you know, with the hype to bring that potential into reality. So, yeah, we're going to we, we have quite a bit. We're going to we have quite a bit of fun scheduled for the event. We have some fun ads, maybe some, you know, VR, AR, not VR, but probably AR opportunities uh, hidden around the expo. We have goodies. We have NFT ideas. We have announcements. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be in the flesh, so please come and meet me. Um, you know, I've been in the crypto space for a long time, but I've been a DGEN, and I've been a non. So, you know, as I, you know, met the people that were able to bring this project into reality, I'm, you know, finally doxing myself, and this will be my first convention that I'm going to as myself. So I'm excited for it. I'm, you know, a little, little nervous, but I'm really excited. We have a great project. We have a cool idea. I mean, you know, this is going to be our opportunity to really kickstart that idea 
So I'm excited to meet everyone who's going to be there. Certainly, yeah. It's, it, it's all building up very quickly. And of course, on the back end, myself and everyone involved, particularly in the Orbital Command team, but also uh, TFI Alpha and, and Wagme DMC and um, and all the all the protocols getting behind as well. There's just so there's so many moving parts to it, but it is all starting to really come together. And um, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a really good one. So hopefully, by the time we get to June the 9th and 10th, you know, Luna has had a bit of a pickup and come back around and won the hearts of people again. And and so I think um, yeah, I'm cu- well. I'm curious to know: is there anything you can divulge about this? You mentioned AR. You might have something AR related. Is this? top secret or is this something that can be expanded upon it's, it's not top secret and i hope i hope we can really deliver as we plan to in this regards but we just wanted to have you know we're looking for um opportunities to catch people's interest right uh that's the idea is to get people to see our vision so you know one of the benefits of working with a, such a diverse team that's spread out through so many other teams that are connected through an incubator and such is that we have, you know, if, if anyone has an idea that we usually have someone we can go to and be like, Hey, is this possible? Can we do this? Like, can we actually make this happen? And so, um, yeah, one of our ideas was just to hide little, uh, you know, QR codes around on, for example, we'll have uh, an escalator ad. And maybe if you're paying attention, looking down while you're on the escalator, you'll see a barcode. And if you scan it, um, God, I hope we can deliver uh, on this. Uh, if you scan it, you know, maybe a fun uh, rocket ship will pop up and say, you know, catch us at this booth to get to, you know, do this. And maybe some other opportunities that we can tie into that. But I don't know. I, I, I don't want to spoil any surprise, so I should probably shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to have a little chuckle and I was just imagining people on an, obviously an escalator is a, is a, it's a moving platform. And so I was imagining people, you know, <laughs> see, seeing the and then trying to get their phone out and then trying to get it and then like going back up the first ladder and then coming back down again. <laughs> but Secretly, um, it's a trap. We're just going to have a video camera set up at the escalator. We're going to watch everybody tumble all, all weekend long. Yeah, and we'll stream that <laughs> to the Astro Heroes metaverse for everyone's entertainment. Hey. But, um, <laughs> but what we're going to do as well for people that are listening uh, that may be attending Teradot Expo is we do have a what's called the speed greeting event. And so this is where essentially we're connecting individuals and entities that have a project in the works, uh, you know, at whatever stage it's at, that may be seeking capital, may be seeking funding. And so we are doing a, uh, like, like you would with a speed dating event, uh, where you'd, you know, meet a potential life partner, you can meet a potential business partner um, through the angels and the VCs that we have there, um, who will be open to hearing out the stories, open to hearing out the pitches. And, uh, you know, I think knowing what you do as Lunar Launcher, I'm sure that you're always going to be uh, looking for people and projects to to help build, yeah? Always, yeah. I'm excited to hear that about the speed dating event. But yeah, we're always looking for that want to that have great ideas um, that are looking for capital. Uh, one of the best benefits about sharing a partnership with Loop Ventures, again, I just keep getting on this topic, but it's really nice uh, to be connected with Loop Ventures. <laughs> um, but one of the benefits is that if a project does come to us and say, hey, we want to apply for an IDO through Luna Launcher, um, you know, we can we can meet with them and evaluate the system. And if we think they have a great idea, but maybe they're, uh, you know, not so far along the building path as we would like if we were going to accept them for an IDO, you know, we can hook them right up with uh, with Loop Ventures uh, for maybe to apply for incubation. Likewise, um, you know, projects that Loop Ventures is partnered with, uh, such as Lunart, if a project comes to us and seeking a capital raise and we think that maybe 
Um, they would do better with a launch on the Lunart platform if they're more into NFTs. Uh, then, you know, we're talking with them all day long, so we can send them right their way. We can set up that partnership. So, yeah, we love hearing ideas. We, all, the, all the best ones we hear, we, we try to act on, you know, to the best of our ability within our network. So I can't wait for that part. Certainly. And so, obviously, not everyone's going to be at the festival to do the speed greeting. For people that are potentially listening, that are potentially developers or are part of a team that are building a project, how, you know, what's the best way for them to move forward if they wanted to work with Lunar Launcher? How would they best get in contact with you and what would that process look like? Yeah, well, we have a, we have a form on our website and we go through all the applications there. And when one piques our interest, we always try to set up a call, usually a 15-minute call to start. Um, so if you're really interested and you have, you know, a project that you want to talk about raising capital for, you can go right to our website, scroll to the footer, and there's a project application form. Otherwise, you know, I'm in Telegram all day long, maybe not at every moment of the day because I'm back and forth between so many things. Um, so you can always come into our Telegram and, you know, mention that you have a project idea, who, who I get in touch with, and our uh, moderator there. What's up, Bilbo? I see you in chat here. He's great. He's right there in chat. He'll, he, I will, you know, you up to the right thing um, that you need to to talk to us and pitch your idea. And otherwise, um, I think in the next few days, we'll start our Discord channel. We're also doing a Discord channel. We have a moderator building it right now. Um, and yeah, we're really, you know, we've been doing a lot of NFT giveaways this week. And in fact, we'll be doing a lot more for the next two weeks until our IDO. So the page, you get free NFTs um, because, you know, I think that the community aspects of so many of these NFT projects really align with our vision uh, of how we want to get people involved and hyped as we build these projects. Um, so we have you know, a lot of people who are interested in both DeFi and NFTs in our community. So uh, they mentioned that they would like to see a Discord channel. So we're making that happen. So as well, in just a few days to a week, you'll be able to come into our Discord and apply for, you know, we'll probably have a channel there for uh you know seeking a meeting or seeking a raise so telegram at the footer of our page or later maybe next week at our discord yeah that's fantastic and so what i'll do now is once again i'll put the the offer forward anyone that has been listening so far first and foremost thank you for your time and your energy and uh, we always appreciate you know people listening to these spaces and of course we appreciate people uh, sharing the good word of the spaces that they already uh, have heard and so if you are listening and have any questions if there's anything coming up please uh, do put your hand up and we'll get you on uh, it's one of those speak now forever hold your peace type moments um, I think this has been a great chat so far definitely intrigued and interested to see what you know what the future looks like for Lunar Launcher how the launch of the launch taken itself unfolds um, Obviously, again, for those who might, may have just joined, the IDO for Lunar Launcher is taking place, correct me if I'm wrong, in one week from now. It's been pushed by one week. No, uh, <clears throat> sorry. It's been push, pushed by two weeks. So it'll two be weeks. May. Yeah, originally we had planned this period of two weeks between the IDO, which was going to be today or yesterday, and TGE um, so that, you know, we just had the cushion for whatever we needed it for. And, yeah, yesterday we decided we needed it to wait, wait and let the market volatility settle and let the peg resettle. Um, so we're pushing it back to the maximum extent possible uh, without delaying TGE. So actually all long launch TGE was planned to be June 1st. Um, and even though we're delaying the IDO by two weeks until May 26th, TGE will still occur on June 1st. 
Okay, fantastic. And just for those who might be curious about like the token design aspect and, and what specifically the utility of the token, the launch token itself is, uh, is that something that you can elucidate? Yeah, so um, I mean, launch is our utility token that is used to organize our participants into tiers. So um, we have five different tiers of what we call launch tiers. And um, the more launch you have staked or provided in uh, liquidity pools uh, via our web app, which uses the loop decks, um, the higher a tier you get access to. Um, and so every time you climb a tier, you both, one, increase your chance to be whitelisted for allocation for an IDO, and two, increase the maximum allocation that you have. So for example, if you... Uh, you know, if you participate in our IDO and you invest $150 into the launch IDO, you'll get enough launch um, to, to land you in the first tier, which would give you a very small chance of being whitelisted for all of our IDOs location. Um, but then if you climb to the second tier by, you know, staking more launch or providing more launch UST or launch Luna liquidity, um, then you could access to the next tier, which would increase your chances of allocation. And actually that tier just significantly increases your allocation without increasing the amount that you can allocate per IDO. But then every time you increase a tier, you have a much higher, statistically speaking, chance of being whitelisted for that allocation, and it gives you the ability to invest more UST into that allocation. So we tried to make this as fair of a system as possible so that um, you know little investors can still get quite a bit of value out of our project. If you get to the second tier of launch, then, you know, not for every raise, you won't be whitelisted for every raise, but you'll get a lot of opportunities to invest in these projects. And, you know, if over time you're able to build your position uh, with the launch token and continue to climb the tiers, then you can even reach, if you get to the fifth tier, uh, guaranteed allocation so that every IDO we do, no matter what, you'll always be whitelisted. So, yeah, so launches utility right out the bat will be to access all these uh, projects that we're launching. And really, you know, Luna Launcher, our product is not the, well, I mean, obviously our product is the launch token, but, you know, really what makes it special is our project partnerships. All these crazy new ideas that we're bringing into blockchain through Terra, you know, that's what our investors are investing in. So, so yeah, I mean, that's what launch does. It gives you access to all the projects that we do. So, it's, you know, you can pick and choose per project as you go. If you're excited in one project, you can buy launch that week. Um, but we have an article on our Twitter. If you're interested in how tokenomics works specifically, you can check that out. It's got all the details about that and also all the details about how the IDO will work. Awesome. Thank you for elaborating uh, on all of those details there. I've just got the <coughs> lunalauncher.io website on my screen at the moment and I'm scrolling through looking at the, the tiers that you were just talking about. So they've actually got different names. You've got Firefly, you've got Apollo, you've got Falcon 9, Space Shuttle, and Starship being the top tier there, from what I can tell. How did you, where, where did those names come from? Were they inspired by anything in particular? Yeah, well, they're all, they're mostly all rock. They're all rockets or spaceships. You know, that's kind of our deal. We're a launch pad. We launch projects. Our token's called Launch. Um, that's, that's the idea that we really felt aligns most with our vision. We're finding these great ideas and, uh, you know, shooting them out into space, getting them that started and shooting them out into space and then letting them do their thing. So we named all our tiers after uh, rockets, except, you know, the first one, Firefly, that's named technically after a spaceship because it's our smallest tier. And I just love Joss Whedon. And so it's named after that little ship from Firefly, that TV show. 
what was the what was the word you said then? You love what? Joss Whedon. He's a you know he's a what he's a producer screenwriter. He did like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and obviously Firefly, and then um, what was it Dollhouse? So good with Eliza Dushku. Right. Well, there you have it. Not only not only do we have a gentleman in Ian who is launching Lunar Launcher, he also happens to be a movie buff. Uh, he is a walking, talking IMDb. And so... <laughs> right. I got other skills too. If you ever want to play PvP and Deviant Factions, I bet you I'll win. <laughs> so I've, I've got a Deviant Factions pack that I entered ages ago. And I've only just noticed it recently in the last you know week or so people are, <laughs> that people are playing it. And I've been immersed in Teradata Expo. So I've not, I've not used it yet, but... What's can you give us a quick rundown on Deviant Faction? I know this is a little off topic, but it it is. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually used to be a legend player in Hearthstone. I used to be you know the top tier and competitive play for Hearthstone. Just obsessed with that. So Deviant Faction is a lot like Magic: The Gathering or Hearthstone um, in that you draw your cards one by one per turn and play them. Deviant Factions, however, each deck is only eight cards, which is nice because obviously you have to buy NFTs to even get cards. So it's nice that they're small decks. When I saw the game, I was worried that it wouldn't be complex enough with only eight cards, but wow, these devs, they, they created this crazy system. It works. It's crazy how much flexibility there is for eight cards, uh, you know, drawn in different orders. Um, and I love it. I'm really trying to do a collaboration with them this week. We'll see if it happens. But, you know, obviously they're a big game pie project. So uh, we love aligning ourselves with projects like that. If you haven't checked out Deviant Fashions, check it out. They, uh, they actually just launched PvP today. Which is funny because I feel like Twitter also launched PvP today. I feel like that's what the real PvP was. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. You know what else I love that? Obviously, you're on here to talk about Lunar Launch today. And, of course, your, the relationship that you've got there with Loop. And so, you know, the fact that you're supporting something outside of that as well just shows that, you know, Wagme culture in full effect. <laughs> we, are, we are all going to make it. Of course, it is a little bit rocky at the moment. And so, you know, the set, these setbacks just set you up for bigger comebacks. So anyone that's listening that made it a hard day, that's, you know, that's the way I like to see it. Um, and I'm talking from experience. So with that all being said, um, you know, it doesn't seem like we've got any questions that have come up. Um, so I'm going to start winding this down. Are there any final uh, things that you want to say, any questions that I haven't asked you that you're wanting to riff on? Yeah, let me think. Um... I think we went through most of it. I really wanted to, you know, get on here and talk about our vision because, as I said, you know, our projects are the most valuable asset to Luna Launcher. The partnerships that we have, uh, the unique opportunities that we have as we seek to bring these, um, you know, mainstream game five metaverse infrastructural projects onto Terra. That's what's that's what that's what Luna Launcher is, right? So I'm glad we got to talk about that. I'm really glad you got uh, you got me to talk about each of our projects that we're launching, and I hope. Um, that anyone who listened and who is going to be at the TDX, at the Teradata Expo, uh, will come up to the Luna Launcher table and, you know, just say, hey, say, hey, you're on this call. I'm really interested in this project. I want to know more about that music project you wouldn't tell me anything about. You know, please come, come and talk to us because, you know, we just love people who are interested in this vision, right? We, like I said, like you said, I got enthusiasm about Deviant Factions because I just love NFT card games. I think it's a great idea. And I just love, you know, a lot of these other projects that we'll be launching on Luna Launcher, uh, you know, bringing them into existence, you know, 
is 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 our goal at Luna Launcher. So, and not only bring them into existence, but bring them into existence in a way that brings value and credence to Terra. So, please stop our Telegram, Discord, see us at TDX. Just say hi whenever you can, and let's let's build it all back. <laughs> build it all back, and LunaLauncher.io is the website for those wondering. Um, if you scroll right. up down the page, you can see there is a link there to check out OneCast and Hybrid, uh, which are a couple of projects uh, being launched via Lunar Launch, Lunar, Lunar Launcher. And so with that being said, I appreciate your time. I, um, yeah, I've enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. And everyone that's paying attention and listening, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for spending time with us. I'm Dr. Doscoin, coming live from the Orbital Command account today. Uh, keep your eyes and ears po uh, peeled because we've got lots of projects coming on over the next few weeks. Uh, if I just jump into my Notion real quick, which is the organizational calendar that we've got, uh, where we monitor all the upcoming spaces, I can see that we've got talks with, let's have a look, Gravidow, Falcon Wallet. Who else is there? There's a bunch. We've got Lunafest, Kinetic, Neptune, Minerva, uh, and Ariel. Uh, pretty much all of these. Bar Aerial, uh, part of the Teradap Expo. So if you want to hear what they're bringing, uh, bits of information about them and their what they're bringing to TDX, uh, definitely tune into those calls. With that being said, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening and take care. Thanks for having the space. It was a great time. You're welcome. Welcome, mate. Take it easy. Take it easy. Stay safe out there, lunatics. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Luna Launcher AMA hosted by Dr. Doscoin of Orbital Command. Recorded on Monday, May 9th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay. Checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows i guess you could rap on cameo i've been asking all my friends if i can rap on the patio six feet motherfucker step the fuck back doing a little magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debate and great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist can't even say they're making pennies pennies per play until they can figure out how to turn a profit their future will always be in question but for now investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies 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 another day another lesson living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention living in the great depression got a real regal feel reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish ah shit now you only got two left you know what i wish we didn't have any loose ends you know what i miss listening to excuses now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose that's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog like a fake mate and call at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it. it's what i'm willing to go through when i'm making my music
spaces. <laughs>